Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Empty Stands Podcast. I'm Chooks. I'm sure you've missed hearing my voice because it's been an absolute long time. But I'm happy to be back. And today, I'm joined with my guys, Reward, Amiji, and ODT. But before we jump into the, I would like to ask, Amiji, how are you doing today? Oh, well, I'm good. Um, Chooks, it's great to have you back. I definitely did miss your voice. The best voice in, in Nigeria and Africa, if I may say. Oh, please. Oh, we did. Our club isn't doing doing very well. Um, United, so on the football front, not really feeling the best. I mean, you just feel you feel lazy when it comes to trying to know what's going on in the footballing world because I mean, your club is not doing well and everything. But it's FPL, and we're back again this weekend. Getting ready yeah. to get into it with you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back, really, but I'm not happy that I had to come back on the back of United losing. Uh, I don't even know what's called. But yeah, we're moving forward because that's the direction we want to move. And next up, reward, I'd like to ask, how are you doing today? I honestly don't get the, will I call it modesty? How can you say United lost? When you lose a match, you lose a match 1-0, 2-1. Got you guys got walloped. Yeah, I'm I'm really considering the Bamiji because I clearly said we are moving forward. Everything that's happened in the past, and we're looking ahead. Oh and I have no idea why, why reward is bringing things from ages back into my life. Ages no, back <laughs> yes, it's been a long time. Anyways, I'm fantastic. Um, I couldn't be any more happier seeing United in, in, in Tatas. I'm so I'm so glad. <laughs> oh well. Well, I, I'm glad you're happy and I hope this excitement lasts into the future because it's been all smiles from the blue, blue side of, of town. And someone else from from the other side of London, the red corner, who at the beginning of the season it looked like they were going down in shambles, going to fire education. Somehow, and now the level on points with Manchester United, ODT, how are you feeling today? EOIG, come on, Gunners. I'm doing well, we're doing okay. Ah, life is good. Life is good at this other side, um, at least. <laughs> Arsenal are winning. We've not, we've, I think since the City game, we've not lost any game. So it's been a very, very good uh, few weeks. No else. But I know we'll get one this weekend because Leicester is a tough game. But... Um, before they left, but till then, let me keep having my lap over uh, Manchester United and um, they are, uh, and the Bosby babes. <laughs> oh, well, United, I'm making a mockery of myself and all of his fan base, but it's fine. We all know we've seen it clearly that United is at the moment in, in a state of bismal, bismal, bismal. And their backline has looked like. It cannot keep a line, cannot actually stand in one place. Ole Gunnar has been backed by some members of the board. And for that reason, he has been given some games to prove that he can turn things around. So now, on the FPL side of things, is it time to start targeting attackers that are going to be coming up against United the same way 
we do when when we have Norwich and Newcastle playing against other teams. MG, what do you think? Yeah, well, I want to believe that it's not far-fetched to think about it because it's really easy at the moment to play. Um, it's really at the mo easy at the moment to play United. Look at Salah getting in on the trick and it was just so easy the way they were they were battered from beginning to the end of that game. So I, I want to say um, in the next two, three games, it's you probably want to do if you can, and if you can bring it on, you want to think about it. Um, I don't think the Tottenham game will be that um, straightforward like that for Tottenham as well, because they are going through a rough patch on their own. But I I believe that um, if you're looking at the City game, you can definitely want to bring in a one of the City assets, because the way United is playing, I don't see any change happening, any massive change happening. So the, the they play the two their two best DMs, <laughs> in the Fred and McTominay in court. So if you're playing your two best games and you're still um, split open like that, I mean, what else can you do? Pogba is out for three games as well. I mean, so you might want to look at that. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't think at the end of the day it's something you should adopt. But just monitor the next two, three games. If you can bring in some, bring him in. If you can bring in... Um, Someone for City that I feel, because I mean, with the rotational risks and everything, if you can bring it someone for City, you do same as well. But after that, I think I don't think it's something that would um, that is wise adopting. Uh, reward, reward. Do you share the same sentiments as Bamiji, especially seeing that Spurs have actually found it difficult to convert in terms of goals. Yeah, so I don't think it's um I don't think it's a far far fetched idea going by the way United are playing. Um I saw a stat earlier in the day of teams of the number of clean sheets by teams um from the beginning of last season to date. And it will shock you that United are bottom of that list. They've only kept one clean sheet all through last season and this season. And it's just it's just amazing. When you look at teams like Newcastle and Norwich, it's just sad that you have to um, put... Of course, they're not as bad as those teams, right? But the way that defense was was slit open by... In fact, that was Salah's easiest hat-trick ever. So I think, yeah, you won't be in a bad place if you try to target or get in attackers or strikers who play against United. I think that's, that's what I feel. Uh Okay, okay, that's fair enough. Uh, actually, even though it's painful having to having to listen to all this, but Odity, I know you've experienced an ass whooping as well in the past, and your team kind of found a way to get together. So, would you say this strategy is is a good one, seeing that your team has not lost since the the five zero trash in that city? Yeah. Uh, well, it's. It... It's a coin toss of a situation where it could go either way. So you're looking at it from the angle where you don't know which Manchester United will turn up. I mean, there have been loads of talk in the dressing rooms. There's been loads of, I'm sure there's loads of action in the um, training ground. So it could be a matter of the players coming out and looking like a wounded lion. Right? Because Manchester United like right now is a wounded lion coming out and trying to prove a point, trying to prove a point in the fans. Or it could be a case of it's it, 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 you can't the situation can't be arrested. It's 
they're going to get beat because teams will be targeting them. Now, if you're looking at Spurs, if I'm Spurs, I'm targeting that left side. I'm targeting the soccer using Regulon and Son. So it, pe- people will look at that and say, let's, let's try that area. Let's look at that, at that area. Uh, you know Greenwood is not going to track back or whoever is going to play at the right. No one is tracking back. So Regulon has space and he's a very good left back. So if anyone gets Son right now, I'm not going to be surprised because... Uh, with my use defense, one clean sheet in 19 games, uh, less clean sheet than Norwich, then it, it, they look like they are there for the taking. But like I said earlier, it's a coin toss in the situation. You don't know which my use is going to come out first. Oh, that's fair enough. So it's a, it's a gamble here or there. So yeah. you could actually yeah. get high returns or, or be bitten by the gods of, of FPL. Anyways, last game week, we saw the two young English lads returned very good points and goals, in, in fact, for their team. So Mason Mount and Phil Foden seem to be firing on all cylinders. Mason Mount with a hat-trick. And, and now we have um, Timo Werner and Lukaku out. So if you're to choose between these players going forward, seeing that they actually returned in the past game, Mason Mount or Phil Foden, who would you go for? Mamji. What do you think? Or who would you pick? Um, okay. Okay, I would, I, would, I would say you shouldn't be reactionary from this past weekend. You need to actually gauge the quality of a position that both players face. Mount faced the Norwich side uh, received the red card um, in that game before he completed the hat-trick. Not withstanding the goals he scored or anything, but Foden played against the one of the brightest sides that started so well um, this season. So um, I'm just saying, don't use that game to judge. But Mount certainly seems to seems like you would have more game time um, with um, those two out. That's when and Lukaku. So you, because of that, you'd expect him to get the game time. And um, because I I, I think um, with the false mind that um, Tucho would try and use with Kai Havertz in there, I I see I see. Mount getting him getting in some games. As regards Foden, he, he is absolutely top quality. The only issue is the rotation risk. If I was gonna pick one, I'll still end up with um Phil Foden because I believe Guardiola wants to leave a last gift for Manchester City. And if you remember the last time he turned the player to a first night, we all know what happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have a very good idea what happened. All right, so um what do you share the same views as Damji? Yeah, I kind I kind of do. Um, it's a tough call between both of them. While I think Mount, if you probably go for Mount, I think you're chasing points. Really, you're just being reactionary. Mount, that was his first ever hat trick for Chelsea, and come on, it was Norwich. Um, Fourteen, on the other hand, um, contrary to what Bamiji said, I don't think he's um irritation risk anymore. Um, he's. I think he's pretty much nailed down that. I don't even want to call it a false nine spot. I think he's their yeah, top nine basically because he's there. Even the goals he scored against Brighton, they were so clutch. Like I know. Um, was it? Was it Grealish who shot the ball? I, no, it was Jesus. I thought it was a Jesus goal, but somehow the ball touched Foden and he wasn't even aware of it. And yet it was his goal. So he just scored <laughs> two very lucky goals. And but I think Foden is a really good asset going forward. Um, Mount has more expected assists. Of course, he's, he's playing as a midfielder, right? And he's very close to goal. So he has more expected assists than 
Foden. But in terms of goal threat, I think Foden is the better pick. Um, if you're going to go by fixtures, um, Mount plays Newcastle, Burnley and Leicester, while Foden plays Crystal Palace, United and Everton. So I think the Chelsea fixtures are a bit easier. So it's a coin toss, a coin, coin toss really, but I would go Foden. Odyssey, seeing, seeing that um, Man City, Phil Foden, would be facing Crystal Palace this game week, where uh, a legend of, of Arsenal Football Club, Patrick Vieira, seems to be steadying the sheep at this time. Would you still go Foden over Mount, or do you have another opinion? To be fair, I'm inclined to go to Mount, and that's because of the one and only pep tax. Like, there's no pep tax is real, pep relate is real. There's no one that's not going I can't get it apart from maybe Edison. There's no one that can't get things and I'm really be Ruben Diaz as well. So it's that's what I'm looking at. Like, yes, Foden is going to be dangerous. He's dangerous in front, he's lethal, his positioning is great, he did well against Brighton. So it's not even a matter of um Mount had more points, Foden board as well. So it's it, it was quite it's a marginal difference. But the thing is, the truth is. It, the, the pep tax is there. There's no how I can overlook that. Um, you would you would argue that Mount is going to have a free run in the, in the starting eleven because um, Lukaku and Vena um, are still not fit. So really, who is he going to who is he going to bench Mount for? Like Mount is going to play. He might play the whole night, and they've got easy games: Newcastle, Burnley. You could put it there. But with City, they've got the Palace game. He might be like, all right, let me rest Foden. We've got the champs, and then we've got an away trip to Manchester United. I think I want to rest for the for those. I won't call them the bigger games. No disrespect to Crystal Palace because they. I mean, I almost got beat by them a few weeks ago. So he he would if anything could happen, he could just like okay. But I think Foden is going to start against Palace, given that he didn't start against um, West Ham in the League Cup. I mean, he came in as a sub, so there's there's more. Um, you you can be sure he's going to start, but. Like I said, he might take him off and I want to rest him. They've got such, uh, what do you call it, a vast array of talent and options. So there's not a 90 minutes. You're not sure he's going to be there for the 90 minutes. Even, yes, you said it, Pep might want to play him. And, okay, but um, Bamiji said it earlier, Pep might want to. Pep has put so much faith in him. He wants to make the next Messi and the next David Silva and, and all that. So it's, I'll go with Mount. I'll go with Mount because of the line, the the games and then the lack of options for Chelsea. Uh, that's, that's fair enough. Seeing that um, uh, Thomas Tuchel has now deployed the Kai Havertz in the false nine-ish role, even though this season he has really failed to return in those who have returned points for those who have kept facing him thus far, even those who may have been inclined to captain him in the last game week. Where seven goals were scored, but was unable to score any. <laughs> what's so funny? What's so funny? <laughs> yeah, I think duty, duty conscience is gripping someone right now, but, but not, not a problem. Not a problem at all. So right now, for Kai Havertz, what would you say? Hold or sell? Bamji, where do you stand? First of all, you should never hold Kai Havertz in your thing. I don't know why you don't hold him. Is is very frustrating for Chelsea fans. I've not seen a player that divides opinions 
it's very for Chelsea fans in a very long time, like um, Kayapas does, because there are some that still believe, yo, he's got, he's got important goals for us, and they're all like, what is this guy playing? I mean, he did score again in this past um, week, a very simple header, but I think that's the best you're going to get from Havertz. One goal, um, you never really get it all like that, so I don't, I think there are better options, and it's too expensive for that, for, for, the, for, for the return he gives. Then, just to end, is I mean, why would you have someone whose team scores seven goals and doesn't get one goal or an assist? Hmm, that's that's a deep question. Seven goals, no goal, or even an assist from the blue corner reward. Where do you stand? I don't know what I don't know what Bamiji is talking about, honestly. Um, Lukaku and Werner are out, and the guy is literally playing as a striker in a Chelsea team who faced Norwich. And we know that Norwich are the whipping boys or whipping boys of the league. And yeah, as expected, Chelsea scored seven. But for the main striker to not even get an assist, of course, that's that's a freak. That's a freak event. And I'm not sure it will happen again, ever again. Right? So I captained Hav. I got Havertz in last game week. And I captained him, yeah. The rationale was Chelsea were playing Norwich. And Norwich were going to get walloped. Definitely, the strike Chelsea striker on the day Havertz was definitely going to get on the act, but it happened that somehow <laughs> it didn't happen for him, right? Yeah, of course, I'm keeping Havertz. Using the word, stop, stop using the word definitely. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen for Havertz, but I'm definitely keeping him for Newcastle. He scored against Southampton um, yesterday in the EFL Cup. Um, I think that would boost his confidence. He was more involved. Um, he had more. He came even came close to scoring the second, if not for Foster's brilliance. Um, against Newcastle, a managerless Newcastle, I'm definitely keeping um, Harvard. I'm tempted to captain him again to recover, to, to make sure he pays me back for, for the hurt <laughs> and the pain he cost me last game week. But <laughs> anyways, when we get to the captain season, <laughs> we'll discuss that. But I'm definitely keeping Harvard. Well, Chuk, okay. some people some people enjoy enjoy pain, so I mean I can't fault them for their choices. Yeah, I'm wondering where this sort of temptation is coming from. Temptations are supposed to be something that that enticing, that actually appealing to the eyes, and then you captain someone who his team scored seven, no contribution, and you are tempted. Uh, I have little or no words at the start, but ODT from your standpoint, I'm sure you would not like to to invest in something that is not worthwhile. So what would you say? Hold or sell? Oh, sell. I don't know. I mean, I knew it, it, it looks reactionary. Like, because, yes, the rationale is there. Um, like reward actually said that there was no way he was not going to get any goal involvement. But, but then it happened. He didn't get any goal involvement. And then you're not asking yourself, so if he's not getting any goal involvement against Norwich, what are the odds he's going to get any goal involvement against Newcastle? And, and then you're just, and it's a way. So, yeah, I mean, you're just asking yourself, like, there are other options you get. I mean, I'm not saying you should take a minus four for that, but if you've got a free transfer, then you should just bin him. There's no way you're not binning him. Like, it, it, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's any reason why I'll hold him. I'll probably sell him. No reasons given for a hold in this position. Well, I'm happy I don't have to answer some of these questions. <laughs> Anyways, 
we're moving forward and we all know the term rotation risk. It exists. It's a real thing, seeing that many of the top teams are still deep in many competitions. So looking at your FPL team, how many supposed rotation risk players is manageable or even allowable in your squad? For example, the likes of um, Tewell, Phil Foden, like we mentioned, Diogo Jota, uh, Cancel. I don't know if Cancel is rotation risk, but these players and the, the likes, especially when you look at Pepperly, Tuko, I don't know what it's called, but probably Tuko Tombola. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to call it Tontable, but thank you, you said Tombola. So we have that. And how many of these is actually allowed? Mamji, what would you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, and the, the truth is that FPO is a, it's a very wicked game because the minute you're left behind before you try and get back, it's, it's crazy. I'm sure, I don't know how Greg, Greg in, that used to be top of our, our league has found courage and motivation to play again. But I mean, losing points and seeing yourself drop, it can be really killing. So in relation to this question, I think at worst, Maybe just two, because and those two shouldn't. I, I don't know how to put it. Like, for example, now having Chiwo in your team when you know that tomorrow, although I think Chiwo is currently undroppable, I don't think um, Tucho will be touching him anytime soon. Um, maybe for like the smaller games like the Carabao Cup and everything, but the big games with the form is on, the goal scoring form is on. I think he is not, I don't think he's currently a rotation risk. But you, you, the frustration and that you feel when you see your song you put in your starting lineup not playing. It's it's way too much. So I would advise the less um rotation risk players you can have the better. The less is better. Usually more more is better, but in this case, the less the better. Reward. What so how many would you say is too much or is just okay? So I think it depends on um, a manager's risk appetite. Um, what works for one may not work for the other, right? Um, this season in particular, we've had, well, right from the COVID, um, last season where COVID came, um, we've had series of injuries and unfortunate events where players are, have become unavailable, right? So if you also have... Um, rotation risk players amongst your team, it just makes it difficult to navigate or to be able to get 11 players comfortably, right? So it depends on your risk appetite, really. A player like Foden, this season, I don't think he's droppable. I, I think he's, he's beyond the pep, pep really, right? Um, the other players mentioned, Jota, I really like Diogo Jota for that um, price point. Price point. Um, of course, he'll get rotated with um, Firmino, but I think he'll tick along along the season. So it depends on what you really want. For me, I think one or two, because this season, almost all my transfers have been injury injury um, injury led. I've always had to make a transfer because a certain player is injured. So one considering that, I th I don't think I want to have more than one rotation risk player in my team. One is too much or more than one is actually too much so well we <laughs> right now i need to look at my team again because at some point i was just having zero up and down for no good reason and i think it's it's due to this rotation risk having a lot of rotation risk players so i have to have a second look 
last game week was was a very interesting one. Even though Liverpool was Liverpool's fixture was against Manchester United at the Theatre of Dreams, a couple of people still had the courage and got to put the armband on Mo Salah. And boy, did he deliver. <laughs> oh, my word. So now, looking at last game week, if you did not captain Salah, I'm sure you're somewhere seeing red arrows all, all around you. Would you, do you think it's recoverable? Do you think you can actually recover from not, and I know someone on this call that did not captain Salah, by the way. But yeah, do you <laughs> think, let's call my name. <laughs> Do you think it's possible to recover from not having Salah as your captain last weekend? ODT, what do you think? Well, um, there's no way. There's no way you can't have Salah. Like it's 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 it's, it's a no-brainer. Like I have to have Salah. Like Salah is number one. Like Salah before anybody. There's nobody I'm even thinking about. Like Salah, everything is on Salah. Because he scored in ten consecutive games. There's no way he's not going to make it to eleven. He's at home to Brighton. It's going to score. So, yeah. So, if you do not have Salah, and, well, you did not have Salah last game week, that was that was already a poor decision. But now, Bam Bam, how do you think someone who did that, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know any, I mean, know someone that did that. But how does someone who actually did not captain Salah last weekend recover, or did not even have Salah in their team, how do they recover? Maybe trust Kayavas and triple captain him against Newcastle. So that's the person is going around here. I, I didn't know you were this smart. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah it's, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult. I mean, you, I, it's really hard for you to not captain him. You, you see, the decision at the start of the season, people asked. Um, will Bruno Fernandes give Salah a run for his money? Which of them will be the highest? This and I told them, yo, if you're looking at the trend from the past three, four years, Salah, this one is always in the conversation for highest goal scorer. This is the most consistent man for your FPL. There's no way. See, they, once I was making, because um, it took a, a while for me to make my to do my job for the FPL. Well, the first person I knew I was gonna put, I just put Salah there. So I would, I would probably, I'll probably come back later. But um, you need to get you need to get him in if you don't have him. I don't think anybody should not have Salah. But then you now need to know that this is a man on form. He's called in the past ten games. He's chasing Vardy's record. You need to you need to have Salah um in your in your as your captain option. The first captain option. So because like Salah is one of the players that you don't want to to not captain when everyone captains and he does something like that. All right, so I, I think you already spilled a bit of the tea on who you would be giving the armband to this game week. But it's that point in the episode where we reveal the player who would be wearing the armband for our teams. Reward. <laughs> who are you giving the armband to? <laughs> So last last game week, right? Because um, I knew everybody was going to captain Salah, and I decided to go the differential route. Like I said, Chelsea was playing Norwich, and fixtures over form, right? It was it was a no brainer really. And having got in Kai Havertz, 
on a hit. I decided to the only way to recover from that hit was to captain him as well. But he didn't go. He didn't go well. Um, this game week, <laughs> I can't lie. I'm tempted to do it again. Um, after all, it's a game, and we're here to play this game and have fun while doing it, right? I feel like Salah is the obvious choice, right? But yeah, if you feel risky like I am, you can do you can do Havertz again. Newcastle are managerless, and Chelsea are high on form, and I feel another route is incoming. So why not? Oh, oh, that's fair enough. And for a man who I know understands and knows the laws of business, who would say the higher the risk, the higher the potential return? I'm going to ask you, Ope, please do you share the same risk appetite as reward underscore? <laughs> One between twice shy, and it's, um, reward is it wants to be shy two times. So <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'll I don't think I'll have anyone past Salah. Like it's just it just looks like it's Salah. And Liverpool, I think it's not just the Salah thing, it's the fact that Liverpool are on form. I think we are just underestimating them. Beginning of the league, no one ever thought Liverpool might have a chance of carrying the league. So but 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 they're in they're they're there. They're in the running. The, the form is there. To be Atletico a few weeks ago. Like this, like why are we not just looking at Liverpool as the Liverpool that won the league a few years ago or a Liverpool that had 99 points or 96 points the other year? So, like, I'm just saying it like, these guys look unstoppable. And it, Liverpool in full gear, Salah in full gear. Let's remember Salah's first season. This is, Salah is reincarnating that, that um, form. So, there's no way I think it's Salah. I, think, I, I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be sad and seeing everybody happy and then, because to be honest, the last game week before the Man U game, everyone was like maybe below 45 points or something. And then Salah came and it boosted all of us to 190 something. You get so imagine not enjoying power that like this. There's no way, there's no way unless I'm not Captain Salah. So that's my captain. <laughs> oh, Mo Salah, Mo Salah, Mo Salah. I remember sometime last season, I was of the opinion that when in doubt, Captain Bruno, and this season he has gone back to the rule that we all know for FPL. When in doubt, Captain Mo Salah. Bam Bam, do you have a twist or do you go in this direction as well? Nah, I'll be, uh, I'll be following the man who currently leads all of us on this chat, and that's of where he's doing quite well in, in the group chat. Big shout out to the top three um, solution and Olumide um, Banjo, surprisingly, in there as well. But yeah, um, Salah definitely against Brighton. If you want to feel risky, like um, reward field, I mean Leeds are playing Norwich, so I mean it's something to to look at as well. But the, the problem with Leeds is that they've not had a go-to goal scorer um, this season. In fact, they've been struggling so much. But I expect that game to be open as well. But if Salah, he, he he wants the thing about Salah is that once he he knows there's a record at at hand, he's going to play play live at it and Salah is one of the players that don't need to play well to get a goal or two or three so definitely Musa. it's more everywhere except from the blue corner today and with that we've come to the end of this episode of the MT Stands podcast thanks guys once again I had fun I hope you guys did as well because it was a very very interesting one seeing that reward wants to be really risky <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out to Victor Cauedo as well, our, our number one ranked player in the MT Stands Mini League at this time with 635 points. For our listeners, do remember to like and subscribe to this podcast on any platform you listen. Cheers and bye for now. <laughs>